Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, and thank you for calling me into the Soul Cafe. You are on with Minister Tina. Um, I appreciate you um, just tuning in tonight. Tonight is going to be a very, a very interesting discussion. We're going to have a, um, we're going to have a that difficult conversation that uh, a lot of us, uh, we we have some questions, we have some feelings, everyone has an opinion, and and. and but tonight is not a night about bashing anyone. It's about like getting to you know getting some understanding and 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 actually having a conversation. Um, but before we get started, um, I will be joined later by my lovely uh, co-host, Mrs. Tamara Sinclair. But before we get started, I want to go into my first segment of uh, soul food. Um, What's been on my mind all week is just not being afraid to walk away from dead relationships, not being afraid to stand on your own, because sometimes you have to walk alone to be great. You know, you you try to fit yourself in a box. A lot of us get in uh, situations and relationships, and we can can lose ourselves. I know I've been guilty of that a time or two where you spend a lot of time trying to meet the needs of another person, whether it's a spouse, a sibling, or a friend, and you you want you know you want the relationship to work. You want you want everyone you know everyone wants to be accepted and 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 a part of the crowd. But sometimes you know when things go bad, you have to recognize within that you know it's okay to it's okay to walk away when it when when it serves you when it gets to the point that it serves you no purpose and it's hurting you, and it's become toxic, it's okay to let it go. You know, yes, you're going to miss the miss the conversations. You're going to miss the time spent. You're going to miss, um, you're going to miss all the closeness, but when time is up, time is up, and it's okay. It, 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 it really is. It's okay. You, it was something that you were supposed to learn in those moments. It was, it was, it was a season, and we all know that seasons change. And when and when the and when the season change, you have to you have to change and dress for the next season. So if it's gonna be hot, sometimes you gotta pull off those layers, and and it's okay. It really is. And yes, you're gonna cry. Yes, you may grieve. You might be angry, but you can't take any of those feelings with you in the next season. Don't get offended. The more that you are offended, the more that you're slowed down. You can't do anything. Forgive the person. Love them from a distance. Don't let it hinder you from your next steps. But when you have to walk away, don't be afraid to close the door and lock it on your way out. And that's all I have to say about that. So we're going to move into our next segment, and um, I'm going to bring Miss Sinclair on. Good evening, Tamara. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. How has your new year been so far? It's been great. Yours? It's been good. That's good. That's good. I have no complaints. It just started. <laughs> Are you feeling better? Yes, I, I yes I am. I I feel um I still been a little tired, but um I'm definitely I'm definitely doing um I'm definitely doing a lot better. Okay, good, good, good. You have any? You have um you know our guest is going to call in at nine thirty, so uh, we are we're going to get into our conversation about nine thirty. But I can definitely if we. If we need him to call in earlier, I'll have him call in earlier. But um, I'll just leaving it up to us to just kind of have some have some conversation and see and see what's going on. Like, uh, did you make any New Year's resolutions? I don't really do New Year's resolutions. The only thing that I want to do is just work more on me, um, work on having a closer relationship uh, with God. And I just feel like if I do those two things, everything else that my heart's desire or that I might want or fall into place. Um, so I don't really do New Year's resolutions or whatever because most of the people that do that, including myself in the past, don't stick to them. By February, they done went away. So I just want to be a better me every day um, and just really work on my walk with Christ. And if I do those things, whatever I petition to him, I believe he'll honor or give me. So that's that's the only thing that I'm I'm looking to do. For the new year, well, move, you know, every every year for that matter. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, only thing I had was that uh, I'm going to try to be. Uh, I'm just I'm going to try to be a little more quiet when it comes to uh, like you know how we'll call you and get you involved and get you caught up in a in a situations and you just get to talking and you just talking talking talking. Um, and you know you you constantly like telling people how you feel, and you know I have a lot of people who reach out to me and pull on me. But one thing I said I was gonna do, I just I wasn't going to freely just talk. Like they okay. they're going they're um you know they're going to have to you know really ask me for really ask me for my opinion on things because sometimes things you say come back to come back to bite you later when. You know, sometimes people like you to help them help them talk negative, and as long okay. as you participate, you know that you know what I mean. They, you know, they they want you on their boat with them. Misery loves company, so if you could talk negative with them, they uh they like that. And then when later on they change their mind, then they mad at you because you said something or you did something. So one thing I'm doing is I'm just um, watching my words and um okay. limiting. I'm definitely watching my words and. Making sure that the things that making sure that the things I say are uplifting and building uplifting and building up people. Okay. And and you definitely got to ask me, do I want to hear your problems? You got to you got to get my permission to listen to your problems. Don't just call me with a problem. Just like do you have do you have a moment to hear this? Because I don't I don't I don't want to be entangled up with people's problems. So let me ask you this. When people call you to talk to you about their problems or talk to you about someone else or talk to you about their issues and you get yourself involved by either voicing your opinion or 
um, maybe agreeing or disagreeing with that individual? Is there never a time where you're offering up prayer or you're offering up um, advice based off the word? Or does flesh take over and human side take over and you just immediately go in because you feel a certain kind of way about the topic or the person or the situation? Uh, normally, normally I will like offer. Normally, I will offer a prayer. I would definitely always stay close to the Bible. But you know, being honest, like anybody else, I've had moments where flesh take over and you just start participating in the conversation. And that's okay. like, those are one of the things. And those are one of the things that I'm trying to limit is just those those the fleshly conversations. Like when you call me with a problem, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. You know, let, let's let's pray about it. Let's 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 get it. You know, let's let's do something about it versus spending an hour or two sitting on the phone talking. You know, just talking about it. Let's pray about it. Okay, okay, all right, makes sense. Well, I will pray for you for that, because <laughs> um, I do know that sometimes, you know, when when people call and, and voice their opinions and you know when it's just chat because they want somebody. To listen, you know, it's easy to kind of sometimes get tangled in that conversation and before you know it, your name is involved in the he say, she say, or whatever the case may be. So I totally understand um, that. I will lift you in prayer on that so that you stick to that um, moving forward for this year and every other year that, you know, instead of even engaging in it, just say, hey, let's pray about it. You know, let me tell you what the Lord says about it and move from there. And that way you protect yourself. You know, protect your name and and protect you yes. know, your integrity, so you're not pulled into you know the 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 rigmarole of gossip because that's what it is at the end of the day. That's what it turns yes. to. Yes, yes, and you get to the you know, and I've participated in enough conversations to where people know my you know people know my opinion on things, so we don't have to talk about it. Right. And then I definitely and I def and I definitely uh, don't don't want to entertain. I making sure not to entertain those conversations where you're talking about somebody else. Those are the things that I'm. Those are the things that I'm really closing my ears and running from. Like I don't want to hear about such and such, such and such, and their problem and what such and such, such and such did. I I don't want to be a part of that. Okay. And because where 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 I'm where I'm going in my walk. And where I'm going in my ministry, none of that have a place. Okay. And it, and it shows in after a while and you continue to do it, it shows signs of immaturity. And I know I'm growing. I'm growing daily. And I want to keep growing. And I and I want to grow and I want to continue to grow up. And not just grow. I want to grow up. I want to, I want to keep pressing forward. Okay. That's something that we all desire. So, like I said, I definitely will. Will keep you uplifted in prayer in that manner and magnitude. Um, okay, so make sure well, that you stick to that. Okay, well I know we we got we got we got quite a few listeners tonight, so I want to kind of um, I want to kind of jump in jump into the topic. Um, you know, I want to have a little discussion first, and then we're gonna bring out we'll bring our guests in in a few minutes. But um, the catalyst for this conversation about uh, homosexuality in the church. The catalyst for the conversation is um, there was a, there was like a small clipping of a video from gospel recording artist Pastor Kimberell. 
Mm-hmm. And um, she, it was like what two two minutes and thirty one seconds or four minutes, where she, you know, she was she was leaning in on, um, you know, the topic of homosexuality and uh, that, you know, that they were saying like the gays they come into the church they gonna, they gonna die in the church in two thousand seventeen and it was it was some other other things that she was saying. And people okay. had their opinion, you know, people had their opinions about it. She even name dropped uh Bishop Long, uh what's that the uh Andrew, the that guy, uh the Mr. Delivered, she called him and and then um you know, she she she, you know, some people felt like she was on a rant and that she was speaking hate and she was spewing hate and that um then it was like it was the tone, the tone of her voice that she said it. So it was like a lot of, it was a lot of questions raised, but I kind of feel like I don't think people were really listening to what she was saying. Okay. Well, I, what I, what I would like to do first, uh, Tina, is pray. Um, okay. Before we have this conversation, only because I really felt like this is, it's a dangerous conversation. Um, and it could make or break um, an individual um, as far as their soul and their spirit and things of that nature. And so I just want to, you know, seek God first, and then we can jump into it. So, Father God, we come to you today asking you to be over this conversation, Lord. We are asking you to reveal yourself. So this is about you, Lord, and no one else. We know there are going to be individuals on this phone call that are going to give their opinion that may agree or disagree, but we don't want this to be a condemning phone call. We don't want this to be a name calling or uh, or a very agitating um, conversation. Lord, we're just asking that we want people to see you because at the end of the day, Lord, it's about you, your grace, your mercy, and your glory. We are asking that you touch, touch the callers, touch the individuals that decide that they want to speak, touch Tina and I, Lord, so that we facilitate this conversation in the proper manner. Lord, we are coming to you again, Lord, just asking you for your grace and your mercy. And so whatever it is, Lord, that you, only you and you are revealed, not myself, not Tina, not anyone else on this phone call, Lord, we want your presence to be felt. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank thank you so much because I definitely, I definitely been in, um, I definitely have been in prayer because even be actually before I even saw the clip on Facebook, I had a conversation with our guest. I was having a conversation with our guest, and it was like, well, let's have that, you know, let's have that conversation. And as soon as I got off the phone and, you know, you go check your Facebook, I see this clip and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you know, what in the, you know, what's going on here? And, you know, you see, um, you, you see different people saying uh, she's going to lose her career. She just uh, kills her career. You see so many people saying, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And, you, you, you know, you see so many versions of people's opinions. About what uh, what what she was saying, but I don't. I truly don't believe people were listening. I believe they just heard what I believe people heard what they heard, and they were not listening to what she was truly saying. Okay. Um. Well, homosexuality as a whole is a touching conversation. It's a very touchy subject. Um. It is a what they like to call a taboo. 
type of conversation when it comes to church, when you're having that conversation openly because church people, Christians, you know, saved individuals or whatever, I think sometimes um, depict their opinion because, again, in the human in the human race and our flesh, you know, we are part flesh. Everybody is not spiritually um, sound. Everybody does not have the same level um, of spiritual sound and understanding. So I really think that this is a conversation um, where, yeah, you, you want to be open to what individuals are saying, how individuals feel. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about what the words say. What the words say is, is what the word. If we are all striving to be like Christ, Christ also loves. Christ is love. You know, so I think when we do things and when we say things, um, we have to remember that as well. We all sin. And and ultimately the wages of sin is death. Um, however, um when we are approaching individuals about their sin, I think we need to be very cautious about how we do that. And it needs to be done in love because that's how God would do it. Even in the Bible when God addresses um, homosexuality or, you know, gays, lesbians, transgenders, whatever, he's doing it in a loving manner. It's a warning. Um, He's offering grace for those individuals that may even be in that lifestyle, but that's for any sin for that matter. So I just, I'm praying, and I really am, because after we talked and I thought more about it and, and, and went into prayer about it, I want this to be a conversation that is going to ultimately lead to conviction and lead to individuals being saved and, and opening up their minds to Christ versus a person leaving, bashing church folks, uh, church folks this, church folks that, saved people this, saved people that, or feeling even more condemned or outcast than maybe they already do. So, Kim and I and her and, I, and, and I mean was, I think I just I just want to say this. I respect your opinion on people. You know, as far as people feeling convicted and 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 more Christ centered, I respect that. But if they don't, it's still a truth. If there is still a truth that needs to be said and it needs to be spoken and it needs to be it needs to be understood that this is the this is the mindset. Not necessarily even the mindset. This is what God says. Right, right. And right. And, and, and two can't walk together unless they agree. And there are going to be people who don't agree with what we say or how we feel, but that does not mean we don't love you. And right. so and that's what I mean if you, if you, you know what I'm saying, if you don't walk away and you want to give your life to Christ, that's fine because everybody's heart is not going to be won over on a radio show. It's not going to be won over in a church building. It's going to be won. Your heart will be won over by love and your heart be your own. God is the only person that could change your heart. So right. we have to keep that in mind. We have to keep that in mind also with this conversation because you have to you have to be true. The church is not going to change just like a person's mind is not going to change unless God deems it so. So I I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I agree. And that's what I meant. Like conversation is, is out of love, not conversation full of opinions and full of judgmental 
views or things of that nature, just open dialogue that stems ultimately from love. And, and at the end of the day, it is what it is. The word is the word. We can't change that. You can't. I can't. But how we deliver it matters. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Kim's rant, um, I believe that it could have been done differently. Um, I think that had she not delivered, it just seems like she was very angry. Like she was very angry, and you know, it was it was opinionated, in my opinion, because she never gave scripture. Okay. If I missed that, that's on me. I, I'll listen to it again. You said she, you I, said I, she I didn't, didn't use scripture. I didn't hear her give any type of scripture. I didn't hear her give her any type of word um, that was foul. I really felt like it was a personal opinion given over okay. a pulpit with anger behind it, frustration. Um, um, you know, maybe disagreement, misunderstanding, disapproval, or whatever the case may be. So all those, maybe some of the things that she said was true in the deliverance of it, it'll never be received because the way she did it. Okay. So, I and, and again, I respect your opinion. My thing with it was I don't think people were actually listening to what she said. And we don't know what the scriptural base of even her entire message was right. because we only got that clip of the two right. of That's probably right. the two to four two to four minutes. So when someone says, you know, it was anger, it was this you know, that's passing judgment. We don't know the actual context of what of why she was saying it because a lot of times as and being a minister, a person in ministry, they will tell you like if you don't get loud and rev up and start walking back and forth and do a backflip and hop on your leg and do the good old ah, do that thing <laughs> that you're not under you you know, I'm being myself, that you are not under the you are not under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So and I disagree. You, you, I disagree with that. Look, but I'm just saying you could disagree, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who get accused of not being anointed because they they don't show passion. Like myself, I'm more of a I'm a teacher. Can I hoop? Okay. Absolutely. Can okay. I hoop? Absolutely. Can I can I sing you into the heavens? Absolutely. But it, every message does not call for that, and some people may confuse anger with passion. And she may have okay, been, you know, because we we because we don't actually know. Like her whole message could have been, who knows? But we only got that part. And then you you know you have so many people that are like just really really just spouting off and saying, you know, she's preaching hate. She's angry. She's upset. But what and. Before we bring our uh, guest in, what I want to say is I don't think people actually listened to what she said because she did not attack the gay community. What she attacked, she attacked people who want to slide into the church, into the leadership, and mislead the flock with that spirit, mislead the flock. That is the only, and when she called out names, she was not calling out she was not disrespecting them. She was she was calling out people who will say, I'm pastor this or I'm apostle this or I'm prophet this and you come into the church and you say you're a leader and you say that you say that you are the true ecclesia, but you are a wolf in sheep's clothing. You are there. Somebody who is lost that come into the church, don't expect a bishop to sleep with them. 
Don't expect a pastor to have a child with them and, and he have a whole life. Those, that's what she's talking about when she's talking about the delusion, you know, that, that and, 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 and again, when you do your, when you do your studies in deliverance and you do your studies of the word and, and what my, uh, what my, what my guest say, the arm, the armchair theologian. When you when you do your studies, they tell you that the root of a lot. They tell you the strong men over a lot of the spirits are the strong men over homosexuality is perversion, and that speaks for the person. Everybody was not molested. Everybody was not uh, raped. Uh, you know, some people. Hey, we talked about generational curses before. Some things come down to the lab because of some of the things that your forefathers have done. It, it, it's in your blood. It's in your blood. And she is talking, she is talking, she was talking to the liars, the people that, that lie. Those are the people that she say, you know, you're going to die coming into the church because it's that mentality and that attitude and those actions. That is the same spirit that caused Ananias and Sapphira to drop dead when they tried to deceive the Holy Ghost. Lies and deception. That's what she's talking about. And that too, you know, if you listen and don't get in your feelings, if you listen, that is truly what she's talking about. Okay. And we have so, and we. Now I'm just saying, listen to it because what she revealed, she said we would not know any when she name drops Bishop Long. And yes, Mm -hmm. I'm praying for. Yes, I'm praying for that man. I don't I don't put my mouth on the men of God, but when she revealed him, she said we would not have known anything about his business unless he was revealed by his accusers. We wouldn't have known nothing about him. And right, he but came she also in said these, that he didn't apologize, but how does she know what he did? That ain't for her to make a judgment on. The, I'm gonna she say it like this. The church, the pastors got Folk got their groups and they talk. And he did his thing. You know, you follow. We not talking about Bishop Long today, right? Right. I'm and and, and we not right. talk. You know what I'm saying? We not talking about Bishop Long today in that sense. But in a sense of like you, you at the end of the day, if you could lie, you didn't apologize. If you if you if you can lie and I'll know this never happened or whatever and then you can go make settlement do settlements and things like that come on now you know well, at we, the end okay, of the okay. we, we ain't gonna talk about him we, we, that's another conversation we'll talk about him later I was I just mm-hmm. I just think that we all when we see public figures as a whole not just Bishop Long but any anybody for that matter I think when we look at public figures and their business is exposed. We instantly judge or jump on them, and I don't know what this man did. It was he was accused of something that we know ain't mm-hmm. right, and they didn't go and they at then next thing you know it went away. So I don't know. That's between him and God. What he did or didn't do, how he did it, if he paid somebody off, I don't know because I I ain't there. I ain't in that circle, and that's that's him. That's God's job to to, to deal with that situation and him. But I just really feel like when people are in the public eye and they're and they're exposed to their business is exposed, their wrongdoings is exposed, is magnitude is is magnified. It's magnified and then we as people judge, give our opinion, 
criticize, crucify, et cetera, et cetera, and then it goes away because at the moment that's, that's the topic of the conversation for that moment. When that happened with him, everybody talked about it for months as long as it was in the limelight or in the forefront. And then when they stopped talking about it, when he did whatever, he went away, or whatever the case may be, then nobody talked about it because the next scandal was before us. So I just think that we as people should be careful on how we are quick to condemn. This is, again, going back to loving on people when they are, because the difference between them and us is our business ain't put out in the forefront like theirs is. Our sins ain't been exposed the way their sins are being exposed. So we might be doing the exact same thing that they're doing, and nobody knows because we're in the closet with ours or we're secretive about ours or we're not mm-hmm. on that platform for people to judge and condemn us. So what Kim did, and again, we only saw two, two to three minutes, two to four minutes of her sermon, don't know what the whole sermon was about, don't know what she started with or what she ended with. It was a, a small snippet of the middle of her sermon where she addressed homosexuality, lying spirits, et cetera, et cetera. I personally feel like any past, any individual that stands behind that sacred desk has to be mindful of how they deliver things, the, the guy's word, how they say it, and the way that they say it. I'm all, I hear all the time that pastors about whooping and hollering, and you ain't this and that if you don't do that. I just think sometimes, <laughs> like you said, every message don't call for that. So it doesn't. it's not necessary to be in that tone. And if you're a teacher, your approach is going to always be different. I just feel like whatever you do behind that sacred desk, you have to be mindful of it. Whatever you say and the magnitude that you say it in, you have to be mindful of it. Because at the end of the day, the responsibility, I'm not a minister, but I, I'm married to one. I've been around one. My sister's one. My brother-in-law's one. I'm very mm-hmm. close to my pastor and his wife. I just think that you're responsible for the people that you are delivering the word to. You're responsible for the yeah, soul. I mean, you're responsible also, for what they receive. But you got to be mindful. I don't think you can – I just don't think it's right to get up there and I preach mean, and you inflict your personal opinions about what you think. Now, I'm going to have to go watch it again, Tina. I'm going to have to go please, watch it again. I'm going to say I might have missed something. I might have missed something. I actually, so the truth is I actually advise people to really watch it and listen and get out your feelings and actually listen to what she's saying simply because at, at the end of the day, the what the the if you if you study to show thyself approved, a workman mm-hmm. need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth, it tells you that the that the word of God cuts like a double edged sword. It not yes, only cuts it not only cut the person that it's intended to cut. It cuts the speaker because the speaker is the first partaker of that word. And she, you know, it was even said like, okay, well. She uh she's speaking like that because her husband left her for a man, so she's just angry and she upset. Personally speaking, I've been if that is the case, I've been in her shoes. I know exactly what that feels like to be in love with someone and they betray you in that manner. But at the end of the day, when I stand behind that sacred desk, you know, all feelings aside. It mm-hmm. is what it is, mm-hmm. what it mm-hmm. is. Okay. 
The word yeah, of God is what it is. And it says you have to be, you know, when, when you have the people say, oh, you got to be mindful of your audience and you have to be mindful of this and be mindful of that. No, people have to be mindful of God. And, and, and the word even we and the word even tells you what thing. is man and, and no, I know but it but I want I want people to understand you're not going to always get you know no nobody have to preach hell fire and damnation to you and condemn you and and condemn you to hell and holler and scream over you and things like that but at the same time you have to be willing to sit and and, and take the master's whipping at the same time because whom he loved he chastised and yes there are some scriptures that. That cut, that, that I mean, that is not my way of life, but there's some scriptures in there that cut me up in my everyday walk. And do I just run, oh, well, the preacher, the preacher didn't read that right. John say what John say, Luke say what Luke say, Acts say what Acts say, Leviticus say, it say what it say, line by line, precept by precept. And at the end That's of the day, true. we all fra- we all are fragile. We all have a place of brokenness sometimes, but we all have to we all have to be willing to take correction. And again, when it comes down to like homosexuality, and and it's something that needs to it's something that needs to be addressed because it, it's there. It's there. It's always been there. It's not going to go anywhere. It's like you said, it's about loving on people and, and how you treat people. But at the same time, people have to understand just how everybody doesn't want to accept my God or believe in my Jesus. I'm not going to always accept your way of life. Hold on. I mean, go go ahead. I have to check something. I. We saying the same thing, but we saying it differently. I I know that the word cuts. I have been in church where my pastor has preached, or I've heard other pastors preach. I have been in church where I've heard my sister preach, and there was things that was said that cut. There was things that was said where I was like, "Ouch!" I could say "Amen," but I could say "Ouch" <laughs> at the same time. But the deliverance of it, I didn't feel like I was being attacked. That's my point. I didn't feel like I was being attacked. They were they were preaching. They were quoting the scriptures as is, it is written. Like you said, John say what John say, Luke say what Luke say. But the way it was delivered did not make me feel like I was under attack. It was I was able to receive it. I was convicted mm-hmm. by it. And like I said, like the church, like they pastor to say, either you say Amen or you say out. You say out. Amen. It's in your deliverance. How you de- you don't have. To, I'm not saying you got to be mindful of your audience, or you got to be and you got to be sweet. But God was sweet and meek. He had a wrath, but he was sweet and meek at the same time. It, it, I just yes. It's all about how you deliver things, and when you say things, whether it's true, if there's truth to it, it's truth to it. But when you say things, a person should not feel like, oh my God, they're attacking me. Oh my God! Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm under attack. I'm under because then they close their mind to what you're saying, and it's not received. Okay, so let's move on. Let's bring on our guests because we can go back and forth about no, this all night. No, no, no. <laughs> I want I wanted to say to I wanted to say to uh, any any caller uh, at any time that you have a comment, uh, you can press one, and we will uh, we will address your comment. You, you can ask a question, have a comment. You just you know speak a thought. Um, just press one, but um. 
right before we move on, I just one thing I want to say as a minister, as a minister, you're going to it, it comes it, it come out the way it comes out the way that it comes out. And usually, and, and when you are speaking the word of God, and, and and when you are standing in that spot, for someone who stands in that spot, when you stand in that spot, and he and the spirit of God overtakes you, and it comes out, you have to remember that that is the same God who smote a whole city for idolatry. That mm-hmm. is the same God. Just as it says he's a he's Abba, he's a good, good father, it also tells you he's a terrible God. It also tells you that he is a jealous God. That's what comes forth. And sometimes people confuse anger with past. You you anger and passion, they walk a fine they walk a fine line. And some people everything that you say is not going to be received. And and most of the time, like that the word says a prophet is not welcome in his own in his own land. So a lot of times some things you're gonna say is gonna get shifted anyway and you shake you shake the dust off your feet and you keep on moving. Because people will people people who don't do what you do will always have something to say about how you could do it better or how this should be or how that should be standing that spot. And when he gets to talking through you and he got a word that he wants to deliver through you and he wants to get it and he wants to get it out, it's gonna come out. And somebody gonna always have something to say because they fail to listen. And that's why like when we talk about the English language, commas and periods and semicolons, that all make a difference in interpretation. So we're gonna bring on our guests. Okay. Good evening, good evening. You are on to the Soul Cafe with Minister Tina and Mrs. Thomas and Claire. How are you this evening? I'm fine. How are you? I am doing well. Hello. Hello, I'm here. Hi, I'm sorry. I'm I need to put crochet and knit while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Well, we are we are discussing. Well, you know our topic. We are discussing uh, homosexuality in the church, and I'm not sure if you've heard. Like we just gave a little commentary on the Kimberell uh, clip, but our main focus is we we are really talking about homosexuality in the church. I heard it. And okay. It is. I I I heard your commentary. I've read the clip. Obviously, you and I have had conversations about it already. Um, okay. Let me let, here. Let me do this the easy way. Let me introduce myself first, so that people know who I am. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello, world. All the listeners. My name is T. Alexandra Gray. Teddy Alexandra Gray. Saint James Gray. For those of you who may not know me, I am. Minister Tina's older sibling. I am also a member of the GLBT community. And I realize that for some of you that might be a very strange idea that the minister herself has, a member of the family who is a member of the Rainbow Tribe. But it is what it as you've heard her say, it is what it is. Um, I've taken the time. I've listened to the clip. Um, I followed Kim as a – I followed – uh, Miss Burrell as an artist because I'm a singer and I love I love to hear her sing. Um, have it like like I, like we spoke earlier. Having been somebody who's worked in the entertainment industry, um, 
I'm aware of things that go on. And so, you know, like, like you all said in your commentary, being in your feelings, I think where people being in their feelings came from is that if they grew up in a church setting where that sort of condemnation happened, mm-hmm. it's a little hard to separate the two sometimes because okay. you, may, you may have grown up knowing who you are. You know, you figure it out, and sometimes you try to navigate life because you don't want people to mistreat you or, you know, mistreat you, treat you bad, curse you out, call you bad names, all those sorts of things. So you keep it to yourself, and you still try to go through your everyday life, and you still try to do the things that you always do. And that might include church. And for a lot of people who are, for a lot of people, church is a very active part of people's lives. And it's a very mm-hmm. social part of it's a very social part of people's lives. How many people have you both grown up with in church who have familial titles? And how you refer to them with familial titles, Auntie So and so, Mama So and so, you know, those things are very real. And so I think what has happened is there like I said to my sister earlier, there were people who have gotten emotionally invested. In, in, in Reverend Burrell and how she sings and something in her voice and something in what she sings. How many times have you grown up in church and gone in church and, and somebody sings something and, them, and and you needed to hear that that day? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody broke, into, somebody broke into song or somebody did an A and B selection and you needed to hear that word right then, right there, and the message that you needed that day from God was in the music. It may not have been in the sermon. It may have been in the music. Because there are some people where they receive that word and they receive that through music. And so I think that there are a great deal of people who have gotten her message of truth and love and faith, etc., through music. And I think that for some of them that may have felt betrayed. And like you said, if all they if all they heard was the four minutes, they don't have the context of everything else. So I, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment. I'm going to sit and listen, and I'm going to listen to what you have to say as well, because you do have to take it all in. And if you have if you have you know if the, the ten minutes, the six minutes, or whatever, the full length of the sermon is, you might have a better idea. But if somebody just took that section to put it out there, of course they were going to get a rise out of people. They were going to get a rise out of people who they were going to get a rise out of people who grew up in church, who were condemned and mistreated by the church. We know there's a lot of church hurt. We know that. I'm I'm a living witness to church hurt. I I I don't have an official church home now because well, work keeps me from going. But I, what was so? What was your what was your experience? You know, what was your experience in the church being a homosexual? Well, how many? Okay, how many times did I get called faggot? How many times did I get called sissy? How many times? You know, I mean, good lord, the choir director of the church we grew up in. 
I'm certain that my being gay was one of the things that certainly got me pushed out of the choir. I'm, I mean, outside, I mean, there were other things, my talent, I'm sure, I'm sure there was a twinge of professional jealousy as well. You know, I could go into depth on that, but I'm not here for that. I've, I've let that go. Cause you know, it's kind of funny when the people who mistreat you, when you turn around and go back and sing for something, and some of them same people are the ones jumping up and down hollering. So I don't have to, I don't have to do the, I don't have to say anything to them because it's already been taken care of. Like I said, so I never had to. Like I said, when I walked away, when I walked away, I never had to sing another note in that place ever again because there were going to be people who wanted to hear. There were going to be moments where I was going to sing anything and people were going to have a moment. So where do you, where do you think, where do you think we go wrong? Uh, you know, where do you think we go wrong in the, in the, in the church when I, and I'm not saying uh, as far as like, how, how, how can we deal better with, with people that are different from us when, when they come, I, when they come into our child, how, how can we how can we be better? I think what happens is And Tamara, don't get quiet. Don't be too quiet. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I think what happens is dogma takes over sometimes versus treating a person as a person. Instead of taking mm-hmm. in the whole instead of taking in the whole picture and saying this is this person and this person is hurt and they are looking for these things, I think what happens is some people, some people, and let me make that clear, it's some people focus on where the Bible says you ain't supposed to be here because you do this. And it turns into, you know, sort of the cherry picking, you know, it turns into the cherry picking attack wherein let somebody walk in and let them just be themselves. Okay. So they happen to be a person who is gay, or they happen to be a person who is lesbian. They are worthy of God's love. Don't treat anybody as if they are not worthy of the same reward. And hmm. sometimes that sometimes that's the problem is that you are quick to po- people get quick to point out what you shouldn't be and what you shouldn't be doing instead of helping you find your place at the table. We all have a place at the table. But there are some people who are too busy snatching plates and moving silverware to say you can't sit with us versus saying, baby, you hungry. Feed the Tell me you have, any, you have any questions? I, well, I, I have a couple comments. Um, okay. I agree with you when you say that we should not, we meaning Christians, um, say individuals, should not tell you that you don't belong in the church. Because if you're not in the church hearing God's word and being ministered to, how do you receive what it is that the the Lord says? So I agree. We shouldn't look at you and say, oh, get out. You don't belong here. We don't want you here. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. We all sin and fall short of God's glory every day. However, if you're going to church, you're going to church for a reason. You're, you're seeking something. 
Um, if you believe in him and believe in his word, then you do know and understand that the lifestyle that you live is not pleasing to him. Again, not just pointing out being gay or a lesbian, but just any of us, being a liar, being a thief, fornicator, whatever the case may be, the wages of sin is death, no matter what that sin is. However, and I, and, we, and, and we, I'm sorry. we all go to better ourselves, to be more like Christ. Because I, I agree that no matter what your sin is, you, you deserve grace and mercy. You deserve the love of the Lord. You deserve to be loved by his people the same way anyone else wants to be. So I, I agree with you there. But then my question to you would be, in your lifestyle that you live, go, you say you don't go to church now because of work. But when you were going to church before, you obviously at a young age or at some point in your life realized this is who you were, this is what you wanted to be. So then my question is, you believe in the Lord, you believe in his word, what's the, where is the conviction, where is the desire to want to do better? And then the question is, you have a sister that's a minister. Are you being ministered to, to want to change or, you know, want to get closer to God or, or want to live differently than what you presently live. And there's no judgment here. I don't I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. But if we, I go by what the words say. We laughing for a reason. Go, he can answer. Yeah. So I, I would like, I'll, I'm curious. I'll say, I'll say it like this. There are a great deal of people who are of the school that I chose to be this way. Okay. Okay. And so there, so there are a great deal of people, and and a lot of it, a lot of it, and I have to make, let me let me let me make some delineations here. Like I told my sister earlier today, there are a great deal of times where that sort of this is a choice. Um, certain denominations basically say I chose to be this way. Baby, let me tell you this, and I'm gonna be very real. I would not have chosen any of this if it would have meant emotional abuse, physical abuse, eating disorder, and everything else that I've ever dealt with in my life. Honey, if it was a choice, I would have left it at the table. Oh, no, I don't want that. When it came to, as they say, when it came to picking things, those would not have been the things that I would have picked. But as I learned to love myself, the hardest part about this was understanding. And one of the things that I learned was reconciliation, was reconciling who I was with Christianity. And I went to a church that was uh, the Metropolitan Community Church when I lived in Chicago um, that was a church where members of the GLBTQ community could come and have a relationship with God that affirmed who they were. Because a great deal of people, that that hurt from mainstream denominations causes people some serious damage. I am blessed that mine was just an eating disorder. Thank you know, that I took the time to get help for. Um, my sister and I, see, here's the difference. There are a lot of people who don't realize that, yes, I go to church. Yes, I can sing. I will sing a. I will sing a hymn anytime. We'll we'll get down and pray with you. 
I've studied just like my sister has. We come from the same background. But I also understand that I am who I am and that I am worthy of the love of God. Now, it may not necessarily work for some people, but here's the, rela- here's the reality. It works for me. My sister is not going to be the one who has to stand before God when the book is opened about somebody's life. I have to stand there. So let, you know, so in the sense of, in the sense of it, I say, let me worry about me. And you worry about getting yourself to your goal. Okay. Uh, we, have, we, we, we do have two questions, but I do want to say, do you, do you, do you get ministered to? When we have conversations, yeah. When when I have conversations with you, when I have conversations with Daddy, we have pretty good conversations that I think we all leave when we that I think we all leave respectfully when we have conversations and discussions. Okay, so okay. Just on one, based on one thing that you said, and then Tina can get to the questions that that's on hold. You mentioned okay. that. Um, it wasn't so much it was a, of a choice, but but you just embracing who you were. Yes. So I let me let I'll say it like this: I am not a person who thinks that being gay or lesbian or bi or trans or any of those things. I am not one of those people who feels that it is a choice. I am one of those people who who firmly believes. This is who I am. This is how I was born. I understand that it is not something that people agree with, but this is who I am. Okay. And I and I and I and I will and I and I want to clarify something as far as the true ecclesia, the 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 real church, not the hellfire damnation church. The real church. There are going to be people who are not going to want to convert. They're, you know, when it comes down to deliverance and, and for the deliverance to be truly effective and maintained, you have to want it. You have to want it. And I say I say that on behalf of the church. You have to want it. And you can't force it down other people's throats and come out you demons. Oh, you, you can't do that. They have to want. People have to want it. That that's true. People have to want it. But I really, yeah, I, I think, think being worthy of God's love is different from making a choice of if you deserve to be loved. I just think we are all worthy of His love. But, there, but we, you are correct. We are we are all worthy. But there are a great deal of people whose mindsets are that because I am the type of person that I am, that I am not worthy of the power of God and that I am not worthy of the love of God because I am who I am. God said, my sister just said a few minutes ago, come as you are. I have always lived my life honestly, truthfully, and openly. Even if my life was open, even when I didn't know it was open. People saw me for who I was. There were people who saw me for who I was long before I knew or realized it. And, you know, and they simply said when I said something was, we know, we just had to wait for you to figure it out. My father said to me, I had two conversations for you. The conversations were, I had a conversation for you 
if you didn't figure it out and you continue to struggle and, and lead yourself into depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I had the conversation for you if you figured it out. You figured it out and you told me. And at that point, there was no more judgment and I was met with love. And that's what okay. it's about. I know okay, you said we, you had questions, so go ahead. And yeah, we have those. questions, and, and I, I'm going to. I'm, we have three questions, and I'm going to take those questions. And I definitely want to say, um, we don't, we don't bash, we don't, we don't bash, we don't talk crazy. Um, we this is this is a safe place. You will be shut down, so just be mindful of your questions and your comments. Uh, caller zero nine five four. Good evening. You Hi. are on with Tamara and Tina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, uh, hi. I actually, I didn't have a question. I actually had a comment. Um, I'm really liking this talk show. I'm glad that you all are doing this. This is wonderful and great. Um, and I'm speaking as an ex-homosexual and I really am respectfully going to disagree with, um, excuse me if I'm, I'm messing up your name. Is it Alexandra? Alex? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to respectfully disagree with you only because being in that life and when I was in there, I was hidden. And I was hidden because of what he said. Because I didn't want to hear the you going to hell speeches. I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to live it. Now, when the power of God started moving on me, and I believe somebody said that uh, you have to want deliverance. And that is so true. As a church, we need to really express that to people. You can't be bashing people over the head with the Bible if, you know, if they're, if they're content with where they are. And the reason why I'm respectfully disagreeing with you is because we have to recognize that when we're in that spirit of homosexuality, it really is a demonic influence that's taking place in your life. And the demons are very subtle at what they do, especially when it comes to that because and then it and then even I can even speak for myself because I felt like I didn't choose that life because like you said who wants to be called a faggot who wants to be called oh you going to hell who wants to be said you know why are you sitting up in this church and the seeds gonna burn up and you know who wants to have all these judgments and that is why I stayed hidden but at the same time once you recognize that it's a demonic influence that happens somewhere down the line and it usually takes place. In our youth, whether it's subtle or whether whether it's something very dramatic, something happened to where demonic influence has infiltrated. And so once the infiltration takes place, spirits start growing up with you. And so once you become into an awareness and the power of God and how he really wants you to be free, that is where revelation starts to take place, and that is where healing in your life begins to take place. Now, I was... You know, one that said, you know what, I don't need to be healed. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But once I really started understanding God for myself, instead of having the Bible being shoved down my throat and force fed to me, and that's that's the problem with the church as well. 
when it comes to um, especially the homosexual community, it's just like they think they have to force feed the word into them, and, and that's what's going to get them to be straight again. No, it's, it's, you know, it's a process to this thing. And so my desire is every time I see someone who is in their life, I, I begin to pray. And it's not that, you know, oh, man, you know, you going to hell. It's no judgment because I understand where that place is at. And I was very content where I was at, and I actually told God I want to stay in this place. I'm good. But God really had to, it's really God. It ain't the people. It's really God that really Amen. needs to bring his power Amen. His and then his power and love and 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 conviction into your life that that will move upon you, and so that's that's basically what I want to say. I love you guys. I thank you so much for having me comment and this program that you're on. I think this is really awesome dialogue you guys are having. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for your comment. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move to our next caller and and, and definitely be mindful that we have uh, we have two more questions. We have two more things. Um, O three four four. Yes, you're on the Soul Cafe with uh, Tina Chammer and uh, Alexandra. How you doing? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that you know, like I like you know, like we had to understand when you when you talk about the thing of, of homosexuality and you know the church or whatnot. We have to understand that that the church does does not teach the Bible in a cultural sense or does not teach the Bible to a degree and a hundred percent cultural a hundred percent cultural understanding of it. And that when you okay. talk about certain acts that we see prevalent in in this kingdom is that is if if you really know understand the most high and the father and he his son Yeshua or what we call the Christ comes to to um to to redeem his people and when he comes on the earth to set up a righteous kingdom a lot of that just is not going to be, you know, in that kingdom. You know, we have, just have to be real. Like now, if we go into the Bible, we have to understand what his what he came on the earth to do, and the whole reason that the people eventually went into captivity was for their sin and for their iniquity. So you know, mm-hmm. when you talk about the homosexuals and the fornicators and the different things that's in the church is not a thing of, of putting somebody down and putting, cause we're in the, we're, we're at the point we're at at this time. And it just is what it is. But you, we will be lying to ourselves to say that the, the, the iniquity of our, of each other and the iniquity of our sin is going to be prevalent in, 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 in the kingdom to come. Like that's, that's just not the truth. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about the church, the church is just the institution just to, you know, to to push certain things, but it's not teaching a hundred percent biblical truth in, in, in a cultural way, in a scriptural way, in, in other ways. You know what I'm saying? So we have to under we have to just be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like like the people like the I think the preacher the the, the female preacher who made her comments and she was saying certain things and she came back and apologized for him because of the LG, you know, LGB community, but we have to understand that that's that's a, that's a movement of behavior. That's not a that's not a movement of people. That's just a a movement based on your choice to do a certain behavior. So we, you know, you you can't really put that, you know, with 
the with the father or the son because the father and the son saying I'm that's an abomination to me. So until this thing is straightened out, and until um, we have a, a clarification of the world to come and the type of culture we're going to be living in, and the way in which if you read Jeremiah thirty-one and thirty-one, he said I'm gonna put my my statutes, laws, and commandments in your heart. You know what I'm saying? So we have to understand certain things about that. But I thank you for taking my call. No problem. And, I, and, and again, I re, I respect I respect your input. Thank you so much. We gonna move on to our next caller. Uh, caller nine five four six. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, I've been today. What's going down? <laughs> hey, I've been listening to y'all, y'all. Woo! <laughs> Woo, man! I got a headache, but it's it's love though. It's all love in a good way. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, check this out. You know, a lot of I'm just speaking from just, just on a personal on a personal experience though. I do believe the church is homophobic, but at the same time though, um I'm also looking at it like this though. Many people grow up like like they said though, a lot of people are they grow into that though, but I just believe that people are born to face different challenges than than other people. You know and what that does is that that allows God to show what He can do, what He can do in your life. Oh man! But that, but that, 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 slow down so we can hear you. Okay, can you can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, listen. Yeah, okay, it's like this. Feedback, so I don't know. Turn your yeah. radio off, or some you have you giving a lot of feedback. Yeah, my radio off. I just turned my radio off. Um, okay. Can you hear me? Here we go. Yeah. No, but but the other piece is that, that I was just saying that there's a lot of people that that grow into that, and they don't they don't ask to be born in that. Just like we don't ask to be born into our families. I believe a lot of people, it, it's homosexuality is is part of the accidents of their existence, you know, and um, but. Even so, it, it serves its own purpose, though. God gives us all a choice with whatever we're born with in life to take on those challenges, and it is us to develop those things by faith that we're able to overcome them. Now, some people, some people don't um, don't necessarily don't necessarily believe that. You know, and that's and that's fine if y'all don't believe that. That's fine if you don't believe that. But what the church needs to do is embrace people with love, because the because the, the law in, in in the whole Bible, out of everything, every time I hear somebody talk about homosexuality, they always bring up, well, it's an abomination, it's this and it's that. But the abomination is it, the abomination is not following the true law. Love God and love your neighbor as you would love yourself, because at some point it was grace that that changes us. And, and 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 even in his word, he said we made perfect, you know, but we will be made perfect. So the thing is, is that regardless of the sin in which you commit, because like you said, God, God and sin can't dwell together though. But but through your faith, I believe that even, that homosexuals can have a sincere relationship with God, even though they walk in in, in the way they walk. 
but that's when God makes makes a way for them to be perfect. And as you study and as you continuously embrace the relationship with God, then that turns into your conviction. That turns into your own personal conviction with that. Because like Paul said, we never knew what Paul was dealing with when he said there was right. a thorn in my side, you know, and the devil tempts me every day like a thorn in my side. We He never said what that thorn was, though, you know. And that's just like people who've been born with, or who who feel like they've been born with with the disease of oh. homosexuality, you know, and um, I'm, I'm you know I'm just you know I'm just trying to come just come from that route though, you know. So, but I think I think it's imperative that the church need to be able to do what it is that they need to do to um to embrace these people. Don't call them these people, but embrace them. No, okay. okay. Here, let, 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 let me let me bring it back. Let me bring it back, cause, because I, I, I have four I have four sisters that are that are that are home, homosexual that 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 are that are homosexuals, and I have a brother that's a homosexual. And here I am, okay. here I am, a Baptist minister. Now you know we preach fire and brimstone all day long. All right. But what I right. but what I've learned, but, but what I've learned though is that their their, their relationship with God. And their behavior has no influence. Their behavior has no influence on their complete and total relationship with God. No different than any one of us, because the sin is what separates you from God. In any time, and any time that you continue, the Bible says, any time that you confess your sins and you ask for forgiveness, He will forgive you. Uh, and 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 that's and that's just the word. That's just the word. Because if you accept God in your heart, no matter what you sin on. If you continuously work at being better than who you are yesterday than what you were today, then eventually, you know, there will be some conviction, and, and that grace is what is what allows you to keep that relationship with God, you know? Because I don't believe that, you know, I hate when church folks get up and start demonizing homosexuals in the middle of church. It may be some validity. It may be some validity to the statement, but the way you present it is not without love. And, 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 that's, the, and that's the point that Many of us miss. We got too many. Um, I call them commando preachers, where they where they get out here <laughs> and they just go to shooting and realizing that they hitting friendly fire, because there's some people, yes. some really there's some really good hearted people who are dealing with their own issues, and and then you have to ask the question. Because the same people that says this, and that's like the brother said before, they're not studied on the culture. Because if you read the Bible, though, you have to understand that context rules interpretation. So, mm-hmm. so in order to interpret that, you have to have to understand the context in which it was written in. So, right. So therefore, you just out here shooting folks that ain't got no business of being shot, and then what you have done is killed your entire witness. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There it is, y'all. That's all I gotta say for tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, oh wow. wow. We, we, we got, got, we got, we got another caller. 2151. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hey, um, hey, Messina, this is Kayla. Hey, hey Kayla. Kayla. How are you guys doing? All right. Hey. Um, I got a question. Let's say if you, like, get to, like, let's say you're a homosexual or whatever. So let's say if you um get to an intimate relationship with the same sex and, like, 
you break up with the person for whatsoever reason, and then you, like, start to regret that you did that person, you try to come well with God again. Is that, like, a possibility or, like, would it just, like, would it just stick with you forever? There, there is a, there is a possibility. It's called repentance. It's called, it's called, uh, uh, you know, just how the the guy before Minister Dave he said you have to confess your sins, and you, you know, you got to mm-hmm. confess what it is that that you you maybe don't like or you agree with, uh, and you you confess it to God and you repent, and you and you wait you wait on Him, and 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 as a previous caller said before, if you want to be changed and you want to be delivered, you will seek that. And you will seek that, and mm-hmm. you will pray. You will ask Him. So yes, it's, it's possible to be. It's possible to be one with God. It's possible to be one back with God and forgiven for any sin that you committed. There is only one sin that's not forgiven, and that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. So you you can be one with God again. Oh, I understand. Thanks. You're welcome. So I appreciate, I appreciate all the. All the um the feedback and then the questions and the comments and definitely one thing I I want to respond to is uh, um when he says that you know the church is not teaching from the right um context which is you know to a certain extent is true but you know and, and church is an institution. But you have so many people who run a business and and don't really want to really be right and and to teach and to really be the be the be the church that that Christ said to the you know that that be the church that Christ said He's coming back for. Can you hear me? It's really there's some really funky feedback going on right now. Hold on. Hello. Yes. Okay. What What I was saying was, you, you know, you say that the, you know, the comment is that the church is not teaching in the right context, and you know, there are a lot of. I feel that there are a lot of people that you know want to run a business, so they they are there and they're they're just teaching from the surface, but we all have a job as being a believer to study. We have a job to study. We have a job to seek out the truth. We have a we have a duty to pray, have a prayer life of intercession, and 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 allow God to speak to us because He's always speaking. He's always talking, and He's always giving us revelation. And you, it tells you go to a Bible based church, and and when and when you're when you know, you have to you have to be the church. You actually have to be it. You have to you have to live it. And you can you can't just this show now this show nine to five only on Sundays. No, this is a twenty four seven job. And yes, the church is the institution, the building. But there is a church that Jesus Christ Himself is coming back for, and those are people, not an institution. He's coming back for a certain set of people. And he's he, the true ecclesia, the one that are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, the one that that um they are they are reading, they know they know him, they know what's expected of him, they know about the the old covenant and the new covenant, they know they know those that's who he's coming back for. 
Hello? Molly by my no. no, I'm 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 listening. I am listening. We're we're, we're listening and I I um I agree with you because the church is within yourself. Um but that's the the young lady called in and said she was an ex um homosexual, mm-hmm. but I'll just speak for I'm not gonna just address homosexuality, I'm just gonna address sin, period. We all sin and have sinned in our lives, and some of the sins that we've committed were choices that we made because the God gives us choices. We have the mind to make choices. I truly believe, though, that in your walk with Christ, if you have, like I said, I agree with you saying you have to be um, open to um, change and deliverance and doing things different, um, I really feel like the more you open yourself up to God's word, his grace, his mercy, his will, then the conviction is what opens up the door for change. You can't go to church, you can't read the word, you can't pray, you can't believe in his word, in him, have a relationship with him, and there's no change made. There has to be at some point in your life a change. That's made. We aren't born liars. We lie because we choose to lie. We aren't born fornicators. We fornicate because we choose to fornicate. We steal because we choose to steal. Whatever the sin is, it's because we made a decision at some point in our life to embrace it and act upon it. But at some point, if you are pursuing a relationship with God, a true relationship with God, and you are studying his word, there is no way possible, and I'm speaking for myself. I'm not going to speak for anybody else. When I was mm-hmm. in the world, it's because I wanted to be in the world. I was comfortable in the world. I liked what I did. I didn't care what nobody said. Yeah, I was talked to. Yeah, I knew the word. Yeah, I went to church. Yeah, I had, you know, I knew who God was. But it wasn't until I truly embraced the decision to. follow his word, having a better relationship with him, that change took place. So and the I thing don't care is, what, the, and what the sin is. I don't care what the sin is. I don't care what the magnitude that you are in the sin. Once you accept the fact that you want to be delivered from that sin, then okay. that change will start its process. So I, I, I say that's I mean, everybody deserves love. That's for me. Everybody deserves love. I don't care what you do. We all are supposed to love one another, love on one another, encourage one another, support one another, because that's what God was, love. But I really believe that at some point with that love and with your desire and willingness to want to be in his word, in his grace, you know, in his will and in good standings with him, change will happen. I will yes, let and, me, and and, and I, again, uh, we hold on. Uh, I'm gonna let you speak, and then we we have we have one more question. So go ahead. Okay, I will speak to that, and Wait. and and this is not about disrespecting anybody's thought or anybody's journey. When I knowing people who have been forced through conversion therapy that are very heavy, sort of evangelical, extreme evangelical sort of Christian praying, sort of pray the gay away camps and things like that. Those things have been proven 
to lead to more depression, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a conversation. That is a conversation all within itself and for another day. Um, you know, there are things that I have listened to this entire conversation, and, and my goodness, you all have amazing people who call in. And it is also going, it, you know, sometimes it's okay to disagree. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I person, I personally, that, you know, the, that the young lady who called in who said she is an ex, she is an ex-lesbian, baby, if that works for you, okay. I'm not, I'm not walking, I don't get up in the morning and put my feet on the floor in your shoes. And see, that's the thing that I always tell people. You don't know what anybody's going through. So when you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor, all you know about is Miss Tina, Miss Lexi, and Miss, you know, everybody else. Put your feet down on the floor, get up and walk your path. Because nobody else is going to walk it. Nobody else has to live it but you. And, baby, if you like it, then I love it. It's just that simple. That's just how I am. Okay, we're going to take the uh, – we're going to take uh, caller – Seventeen, eighteen. Hi, you're on Winning Soul Cafe with Tamara and Tina. How are you? I'm good. Good evening. How are you all doing tonight? All right. Good evening. We're good. Good. Hey, I've got a question for our, for the guest tonight. Um, I think one of the one of the issues that um, a lot of people in church <clears throat> have is wondering whether or not people who struggle um, or who are homosexual, excuse me, um, believe that what they're doing is sin. And so I wonder if maybe you can speak to, is there is there a belief that this is sin or is there a belief to, as what you said earlier, that this is how I was born. So because this is how I was born, um, that this is not sin or this is not something that goes against, quote unquote, what Christianity believes. I can't speak I will I will preface this by saying I can't speak for anybody else but myself. And I for me I don't find myself I don't feel that I'm wrong. But I feel that I but I, my thought is I have to answer for it all. So the reality is when the day of judgment comes and I'm called, and they open the book, and the book is opened. If God tell me that I that I was a sinner, then I'm the one who has to be responsible for that. Because like both my sister, like my sister has said, and her co-host has said, we all do things that cause us to not be right. Now, you know. I'm not going, you know, there are things that I am not going to discuss because I just don't need to discuss those things because as they're private and personal, but the reality turns into if I'm just walking through my life, you know, like here, let me, cause I talked to Tina earlier and I'll just do it like this. Like people say the gay agenda and I'm a, and I'm a find the humor in this because it's gotten a little heavy. You know what my agenda is? My agenda is getting up in the morning, going to work, making sure my bills are paid, making sure that I have groceries on my table, making sure that I don't have to call my sister and ask her for money because she's going to tell me she don't have none and I can't have any. 
if mm-hmm. living my life, if living my life every day, no matter what I'm doing in it, if living my life every day is causing people upset, then it becomes their problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I, think and, I think what I'm trying to get to is is to help us understand because I think some okay. of the problem is some of the problem is as a and I'm a minister as well. That, okay. And I believe that sin is sin. I agree with I agree with that. So I think that the problem is that sometimes people think that you can't <clears throat> that if you say to someone that the homosexual lifestyle is is sin that they don't necessarily believe that. And I don't and I don't know that. So what I'm trying to I'm trying to understand is I don't is, and I know I, you I said you don't see it. You don't think I, that's what for me. Like I said, the okay. only person I can speak for is myself. Okay. So my my okay, and here's the other thing that I and and I'm not trying and and I guess one of the things that I'm trying to avoid because what I'm what I'm hearing is this. I think that most of the time when people talk about the homosexual lifestyle, they focus on the sex. And that's you know, they okay. that is that is how I've always probably fair. It, that's probably fair. Is yeah. that the, is that they focus on the sex, and my thing should, and my question and my response to that has always been, do I worry about what's going on in your bedroom? No, I don't. So don't focus on what's in mine. Now, if we can talk about what's going on in our lives every day, then then we're fine. Let's talk about let's talk about our lives. Because my thought would be, do you go to work? Yes. Do I go to work? Do I pay my bills? Yes, and I think that that has often been the issue that I find, quote unquote, with the church, is that when they latch on to it, is that they latch on to the sexual aspect of homosexual, gotcha. and gotcha. not on the okay. person, and not on the person okay. aspect. And that, okay. and I'll be honest and say, I was trying, I, I didn't want to take it in that direction, mm-hmm. but I, but in all honesty, that my opinion about that is that's what it is. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to focus on what someone is doing in their bedroom mm-hmm. instead of what they're doing in their everyday life. You know, okay. you know, okay. my, my reality turns into ask me about the charities that I work for. Ask mm-hmm. me about ask me about the charities that I work for. Ask me about the art that I create. Ask me about what it is to be a classically, you know, to be a classically trained opera singer. Ask me about those things in my life. Versus focusing on what I'm doing in my bedroom with my other half. Mm-hmm. Okay, and see, I think that clears up a lot of confusion because because I think again, I think the biggest issue is 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 we don't understand. I don't, I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't understand um, that because I've I've often asked the question, what's the difference between there are some pastors who are great um, with people who, like you said earlier, who are great with people who are, are homosexual, and there are some who don't. And I've seen both in both instances; they've addressed it. And some people, you know, some people, I'm like, well, why is it no, no one upset when this person says it, but when somebody like, you know, in this instance, Kim Burrell well, but, says you know it, what? there's an issue. But now you just you just you just answered that question I for think me. Here, here's the, here, you know what? Here's the thing. Both both my sister and her co-host and Tamara said something. That made sense, and I'm going to, and I'll address it in the way, and I'll address it from a perspective as an entertainer. Someone made a comment about how you present it 
meaning your delivery and knowing your audience. If you mm-hmm. are in an audi- if you are in an audience that is geared up in such a way that they need the hellfire and brimstone sort of preaching, you can do mm-hmm. that and you can make the sort of condemnation continue. But if you are genuinely mm-hmm. with a group of people who want to ask questions and have an honest conversation, when you start doing that, it happens. So literally, mm-hmm. my the honest opinion that I really have always found when it comes to the church is this. Nobody's ever asked me when I sing in front of churches if I'm Christian or what I believe, and everybody's very quick to overlook my queerness when I'm singing for them. Right. But I wouldn't but I would not bring my other half to any of the sort of very traditional Baptist churches or the tr- very traditional churches that I grew up singing in because I just wouldn't want that I wouldn't want that to come to the forefront because there are going because I I honest because the truth of the matter is any time that I have ever heard anybody discuss homosexuality they focus mainly on what's going on in somebody's bedroom. They're not mm-hmm. thinking about the person as a person. For them, mm-hmm. homosexuality is the act of the sex and not the people. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And by the way, you can sing. I've heard you sing before. You, you, you got it. You got it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I appreciate you. Thank you. And thank All right. You thanks, Byron. I thank my CEO for for tuning in and asking his question. We uh, definitely uh, went to school together and sang some sang some good old church songs and choir songs together. So I appreciate him. And again, I'm, I mean, and, I'm, and I'm you, you know what? And to go back to that, I I think I think that's really I think if we cut it down to a nutshell, you actually said it earlier, Tina. Um, nobody would have known, and I know I was listening to y'all commentary, and I heard y'all talking about the the other reverend. And I'm just gonna touch on that, then I'm gonna jump away from it because y'all said y'all gonna discuss that later. I think that's it. I think so many people focus on that act versus dealing with the people. That's why I said talk to the people, and not and that's what I was alluding to. Talk to the person. Deal with the person. Don't worry, because the thing is, does anybody really worry about, you know, because we could pull up a whole bunch of folks dirty laundry and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of folks' business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do we want to? But do we want to? Is, you know, do we want to is the thing. Do I do, in order to, in order for us all to be on equal footing, do I need to pull everybody's dirt out so that we all on equal footing? I mean it happens, uh, no, but at right. the same, no. but but I mean it, but but at the same, but at the same time, you know, again speaking from the true ecclesia and the true church, and not just the regular go to church, the religious, the the denomination, and this and that. You know, at the end of the day, with it all, you have to want to have. You know, you have to want to have a relationship with Christ. You have to want. You have to want it. You have to want to have a relationship with him. And when it comes down to the changing, when it comes down to the transformation, it says, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When it comes time for the transformation, just as Paul 
we everybody have a Damascus moment, a Damascus road moment in their life. And each person get on that road at a different time. And if the thief, if the thief on the cross could make it right before Jesus committed his, his, his spirit into the hand of God at the crucifixion, if the thief could make it in, you know, at the end of the day, you you have that moment of, of recognizing. Everybody has a moment of recognizing. And, again, we have to learn to speak to the person. And, and we have to learn to, you know, as you said, we have to speak to the person. But at the same time, the person also has to be mindful of where they're stepping into. Because at the end of the day, like as we spoke about Ms. Burrell, and, and, and it was said that, like, um, people are emotionally invested. Because you're emotionally, you're um, emotionally invested in a musician. You're emotionally invested in music. Music is, is you know, what they say. Music is a universal language. It, it, it speaks to your emotions. It speak, it speak. Music itself speaks to you. But at the end of the day, Kimberell is a gospel singer. A gospel. She stands by the gospel according to Jesus Christ or Yeshua Messiah, you know, and all the things that everybody want to call them, Jesus, you know, all these names, Jesus, Christos, all that. She is a gospel singer. And at some point, she read that same Bible and them 66 books and the Hippographer and the Da Vinci Code, and she went to a seminary and she studied. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm landing out there. She studied Greek. She studied Latin. She studied, she studied those things. So at the end of the day, she and the, and the Bible states what it states that a man is not supposed to lay with a man. A woman is not supposed to lay with a woman. You're not supposed to put on things of a man. You're not supposed to put on things of a woman. And, and it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah, but at the end of the day, people need to really read that and study it. It wasn't just, it wasn't that the city was not just simply destroyed because of homosexuality. The city was destroyed because of idolatry. He said, put no other gods before me, period. That is a commandment. So people really need to read more into it. But I'm saying all that to say you're emotionally invested in a musician, but you should recognize that that is a true, that is a child of God, and she has to stand on the word of God, the infallible word of God. And the word tells you that God is not a man, that he should lie, and he's sovereign. So before people get emotionally invested in something, it's not about your emotions. It's about your soul. It's not about your emotions. It's about your soul. I, amen. I agree. It, it just I most mean, definitely is about your soul. And I, and I think when we are dealing with people, we need to remember that because we lose souls because how we deal with people, how we address people, how we attack people. And, and again, I might need to go back and watch what Kim said and, and the magnitude she said it in, because it was quick and it wasn't, it was only a couple of minutes, so I don't know the whole, but I just feel like it's how you address something, mm-hmm. it's all in your deliverance. It's how you do it. I, I interpreted it as if she was invoking her own personal opinion and she was angry. Other people might, might interpret it a different way, but that's my interpretation. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was frustrated, she was agitated. And she brought, she mentioned individuals, and I just was like this, you don't call people out, 
if you ain't sat down and had a conversation with them about what they did or didn't do. You are right. going That's by true. You are going right. by and, what and, you put on the forefront, and you don't know what that man did, what he didn't do, how he did it, how he said it. And I'm just a firm believer you don't put your name, your mouth on nobody's business unless you truly know what's going on and what happened. So I disagree with her calling out Bishop Long and saying what he should or shouldn't have done. Because who is she to even make that? Or that I'm that telling you like this. She, at the end of the day, Ms. Burrell did not call out Bishop Long. What she said was we would not have known Bishop Long's business unless the folk that he was doing dirt with, it had they not come forward and told on him, we wouldn't even know nothing about him. All we know that that's Bishop Long. That he doing that's he is true. the you know he is the he is the he's supposed to be the ecclesia and she, and what and what and again I think people need to listen you need to listen and again it's not about your emotions and your feelings it's about your soul and at the end of the day again there you know even in soul winning there is a day of judgment. And there is going to be a time where the clouds gonna roll back. We gonna, you know, there is, you know, when the trumpet sound, and some people think it's this big magical day. The trumpet sound, the day that you leave this earth, and everybody leave at different times. The trumpet sound, and when that trumpet sound, he either gonna say, "Servant, good and faithful servant, well done," or he's gonna say, "You cast out devils in my name. You preach the gospel in my name, but you work of iniquity. Get away from me because I don't know you." So everybody, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody is going to have to stand before God and have that moment. But, again, I, I, I challenge anybody to go back and actually listen to what she was saying because what she did, yes, it was a rant, but it was also the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. It's like I told you earlier, you know, because people quick to say, ooh, shady. Like, I, you know, people quick Look to say, ooh, shady. There is no, there is truth in shade. Sometimes you got to tell it, and people don't like it, and that's the truth. That's true. But, that's true. But you know yeah, what? We, we got one. Yeah, we got one more question. They boy, y'all going boy, y'all making me go to eleven. Go ahead. Um, caller four seven zero one. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. God bless Good evening. everyone. I just wanted to first say that I love all three of you, especially my Tina Bean and my Fuzzy Wuzzy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I do, do. This is obviously somebody who knows us. (laughs) Y'all done fished me out the pond. Okay. I have three things that I want to say. First thing I would like to say is that to the church, you have to catch the fish before you gut it. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would like to say in rebuttals to the Kimberrell and the just being a, a servant of God, we don't even have to deal with titles because I'm one that I don't care about your title. I mm-hmm. care about your fruit that you bear. That's what I care mm-hmm. about because your fruit, the Bible said we will know them by the fruit by that, that they fruit. bear. So what? I will agree with is that you cannot make a sound judgment off of, and I'm paraphrasing, 30 seconds of a 10-minute ministry. You just cannot. You can't make a sound judgment, and you cannot Mm -hmm. make that even. it, It shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't even be a subject. What should be the subject is 
that's something that was played around with a little bit earlier. How are we receiving people and how do they Mm -hmm. need to be received? Because if I receive you in the way Christ receives me, I will receive you in love and I will receive you in hope. And I will already see you seated in heavenly places with the father because there is salvation for all. But once again, it goes back to that one word. You have to want it. And until you want it, I still have to see you where God sees you because John 3.16 says he didn't wait for us to get right. He said because he loved the world, he sent his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe, guess what? They're going to inherit life, eternal life, everlasting. But again, the walk is so personal. And if we spent more time praying and going before God and laying down our life the way Christ did. He said, there's no greater love than a man to lay down his life for a friend. So what does that mean in modern day time? If I see my brother at a fault, I don't have to go bust him in his head and call him on his fault. I can go into my secret closet and I can fast Mm -hmm. and I can go before the throne of grace boldly in my secret closet because my father teach me whatever I do in secret, he's going to reward me openly. I don't care what is going on in the physical. I'm concerned the spiritual strongholds because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And sometimes I think we forget that as becoming saints. We're always attacking people's flesh. Why not go into the spirit realm and attack that spirit? The spirit that causes me to get to hate you. The spirit that causes me to reject you. The spirit that causes me not to love you. Why we don't attack the spirit? Because we're born of spirit if we're born from above. We're not born of flesh if we're born from above. And once you elevate your mind in the word of God, once you get closer to the Father, once you become redeemed, and see, I can talk about redemption, because I'm the same one that come off Damon would have knocked anybody's head off at the drop of an eye. But because he came and he redeemed me, he didn't redeem my flesh, he redeemed my spirit. Because yes. the spirit that was housed in me wasn't of God. No, I've never laid down with another woman. So I don't know about that. But I do know about anger. I do know that anger can blind you. I do know it's a scripture to bag that up. When the, the man of God was on his donkey and he was so upset, he didn't realize he was talking back and forth to a donkey. And the donkey was trying to save his life because he was so angry. See, we, we got our eyes fixated on the wrong thing. Take your eyes off a person's flush, what they do in their bedroom, and go to God and say, God, please draw them near to you because you said whoever come to you, you will in no wise cast out. We got to give God back his word concerning our people. Everybody can't get free on their own. We got to love people enough to love them through it. We don't love people through things. We just want to be judge and jury and have our own fault. Baby. You, can't, you, can't, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You got to walk as Christ walked. Yes, we have a God of wrath. Yes, we do. And we have a God of love. My Bible teaches me that love 
covers a multitude of sin. Moses is the same person that murdered somebody and buried them in the sand. God covered that, even though it was two witnesses. Because you, you, you go, yo, yo, you, you, baby, you ain't gonna plant no seed and they can't come back up. And you ain't gotta eat it because it's yours. You put it out there. Come on now. I, I still reap. I still reap. But because the joy of the Lord is my strength, and because His grace is sufficient for my life, this is a personal thing. Only thing I have time for is to pray, 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 because that's the power he gave me. He gave me a prophetic power to pray because the anger that I used to house when I was in my flesh in the world, now he gave me a boldness in the spirit. Well, when I speak, I stand on what I speak because what I speak, I believe, and I speak it in confidence with expectancy of God to perform his word because he said his word cannot return to him void. He said, make your prayer request be made known unto him. We're not doing the word. We're talking and running our mouths, but we're not doing what we're called to do. If we stand in our purpose, everything else behind us got to get in order. Absolutely. So I just want to say I love y'all. Deliverance is for everybody, and it is a one thing, but it's also an ecclesiastic thing. It's a time, and it's a purpose for everything. Everything is not of time yet. We like it's just like when Jesus walked up on a fig tree from afar off, it looked like it was ready. But when he got up mm-hmm. on it, it didn't bear no it fruit. It, it, so guess what he had to do? He cussed it. He cursed it. He made it dry up. You ain't gonna since you don't bear no fruit today, you'll never bear none. So we walk this fine line and it is a personal thing. And we have to learn how to love people in their choices and still pray for them that God may redirect their choices until he is pleased with them, not until we please with them. We got it wrong because it ain't about us. It's about God, and he needs to be pleased, not us. We got it wrong. We want to do it like this because I say you should do it. That ain't my business. My job is to love you and to pray for you and to pray to God that his word will be revealed in you. That's my job. If we all stood on our jobs, the world would change. He said it. He said, my, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. We have no yep. humility. We have no humility. We think we bigger and better because of a stanky title. If I took your title away from you, guess what? We are all still called to be a servant. So at, at, at any cost, whether you in a pulpit, out of a pulpit, you are still called to be a servant if you claim the name of Jesus Christ. So I just want to tell y'all that I love y'all with the love of Christ, that agape love that goes through everything with you, that'll come outside and bust your head with a uh, water balloon and then come down the street and snatch your popsicle and run, you know, that type of love, that love that's in peace. I just want to tell y'all I love y'all, and I am still a work in progress because he loved me. He's still working on me, but he still allows me to do his will. So y'all be blessed but tonight. God. Be encouraged. I love y'all. Miss Tamara, you keep on loving, girl, because I understand you, and I understand that it's a passion in you with the love, but you continue to love until God tell you to shift. Because it's according to his will for your life and his purpose. Always remember, 
is God's purpose for our life. My fuzzy wuzzy, you still have a purpose. God called you with purpose. I don't care what it looked like. I don't care what's been said. You still have a purpose because he said he give gifts without repentance. Your gift to sing, could nobody get that to you but God. And it's going to do its purpose on this earth. I love you all with the love of Christ. Y'all be blessed tonight. And y'all done fired me up. I'm finna go in here and shout and cry and then try to find something to eat. Amen. Amen. Look here. We gonna... She said I'm gonna shout and cry. Well, look here. The doors of the church is now open. You can receive him for yourself. Amen. That is my cousin, and praise God. I I thank God for every caller. I thank God for every caller, every input. I thank God for every person. I thank God for this conversation and to be able to have it without being judgmental. And I thank Tamara. Tamara, I thank you for the prayer earlier just to secure the line that not a black cat, witch, or warlock could try to sit on it and cause a problem. I just thank God that he did He did what, what needed to be done. And I sure thank God that that's my cousin. The last caller, that that's my cousin. That's that's that that's the lineage I come from. Thank you, Lord. I I'm I'm happy about that. I I come from that I come from this Amen. Okay, I, I'm done. I'm done. The door I opened the door to the church camera, get an announcements. We got to go. Woo <laughs> I just want to say everybody be blessed, be encouraged and Continue to go your path with the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, Alexandra, it's yeah. been real. Come back. Come back. Come We're back never- and join us. Y'all, uh, I got to play this. Yes. Uh, we going to end this song called That You Was you was Born to Win. And, and anybody struggling with anything, know that you was built for this. You was born to win. Y'all have a good night. Bye. I see you got a bad report You were all alone No one that to And God, why me? He has a purpose and a plan for you. At your weakest moment, He'll come and rescue you. You were created to produce greatness. You will survive this. You were born to win. Oh, mm-hmm.
like you're losing the battle, yeah You wish you can change the channel, but you can't If God created his own way He still let him guide you Cause he knows your destiny, pride and all of your enemies oh, You were built for this Yeah. Uh-huh. 